Welcome, motherfuckers. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay! I throw three out the window. Hey! We are training tonight all night. This is going to be a special, special night where we're doing open mic all the way until 10 o'clock as we are training Trish and Dan of Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. New show here on Wednesdays from 8 to 10. It's going to be an open mic. I'm really excited about it. Uh, So here we are. See, I leave three out the window because it gets the ambient sound of the room. Everybody clap in the room so we can hear your ambient sound. Yay! Isn't that nice? All right, everybody. Uh, I don't have the list because I'm a dick. Who's first? All right. Thank you for raising your hand. Everybody, you should be excited right now because we are getting into Joke Workshop with a uh, comedian who really doesn't need to workshop much because he's always fucking hilarious. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Satellite superstar. Oh, it's always very nice, Pam. Thank you so much. Uh, guys, uh, uh, usually I like to talk about the job that I used to have. I used to work as a Segway tour guide, uh, and now I no longer do that. I have to work, take up a secondary job uh, that I'm doing in South City right now. What I do currently, uh, it's a temp job where all day I pack up uh, infrared and night vision rifle scopes uh, into packages to send to people. And so they're kind of high-end. They're like $3,000 package. So like I called up. My dad's like a big hunter. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing this weird thing where I'm sending off these these packages to people at night. And he's like, night vision? And I was like, yeah. He's like, it's illegal to hunt at night. And so I was like, now I'm doing it. I'm packing these jobs with, with things that I know are for sure only to kill people. Like, that's the only thing that these rifles are used for. It's fucking terrifying. The other thing was this. I started my job, and I go in there, and this, there's like a weird tension in the air, and I'm working. I'm doing my shit. And this weird guy comes up to me, and he's like, uh, I don't know if you heard this. You hear about the, the guy that you replaced? And I was like, no. He was like, uh, well, this guy you replaced, he just got uh, convicted of murdering his family. Uh, it's all in the paper. It's like, oh my God, now I got to outwork a murderer. You know what I mean? Like fucking, it's like this is supposed to be a temp job. And now I got to, you know, I mean, like that's the thing is murder takes effort. You know, I mean, like you guys can murder stuff. I can murder a person with like a gun. God, that is so loud. I don't know. The <laughs> uh, Murder, like murdering an entire family. Just like Paul just felting. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. God, that was just so aggressive. <laughs> I, think I said murder around Paul. He got excited. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what, like having to outwork somebody that had to calculate to take out like an entire family, plus having to deal with like dismantling, cutting up their bodies or at least moving them. That sounds just like so much work. Like I haven't been to the gym in two years. I don't even want to think about that kind of effort. It's a lot of strain on me. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about is I was reading a thing that said the uh, a lot of people are on the paleo diet and the paleo diet is accelerating the end of the world because uh, it's increasing like beef production. I mean, people are eating like a lot of beef and that's kind of creating like carbon dioxide production stuff. So it's like, yeah, uh, people imitating cavemen would destroy the world. You know what I mean? Like if we act like the most primitive fucking people that just used to drag women around by their hair and eat, cut out, eat the throats of animals we found. Like it doesn't surprise me if those guys would be responsible for destroying the world. You know what I mean? It's like a flat circle, just like a true detective. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's like just hork. Excuse me. It's one of the reasons I have to go up early. Um, the other thing, uh, 
said, I, I'm excited. I, I like It's cool to be in the future because we get a lot of cool stuff when my roommates or my old roommates got a VR technology. He got like the Samsung headset and I thought that was cool because, you know, it's like Samsung virtual reality. It's like, oh, we got porn and VR. That's neat. The future's a cool thing. Uh, I think because of like virtual reality porn in particular, like I think that's one of the big reasons like we're never ever going to see aliens. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were like an alien and you're like, hey, there's Earth looks promising. You just like go by and just like all these people just like, oh, just like jizzing on themselves. Like they're just like looking at machines like, oh, gross. I don't know. So just sort of like, I mean, even worse, like I remember because like the precursor to like the virtual reality, like porn thing was like there was a guy that attached a flashlight to his like iPad. So it was just like you could just picture there's around the world there's just people fucking their iPads like what kind of horror like what David Cronenbergian nightmare are we living in you know what I mean this guy's grunting over his iPad it's awful I don't know that's the thing like have you ever talked to I don't know if you ever had one of your friends tell you that they had a flashlight like we're just a planet full of that and that's kind of crazy because i don't know if you've ever had that friend tell you that uh you're not friends with that person anymore they're like yeah you know i come in this thing and then i wash it with the dishes like you're an animal that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard um yeah okay that's enough John Gallagher, everybody, yes! All right, here we go. It's time for comments here on the Joke Workshop. Uh, remember, if you're giving people comments, uh, it's it's a nice brioche bun on the inside, and then the poopy stuff's in the middle, and then a crispy, crispy, toasty bun on the other side. All right, comments. So a shit sandwich. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like Always. That. That's uh, the way to do it. Um, I, no, I liked it. I think one expansion for the bit about you packing up these, si- or, you know, these uh, scopes that are meant to kill people. I think exploring kind of the, uh, I don't know, whatever your philosophical impact is with that, like. What are they paying? Are they paying you eight dollars an oh, hour? Yeah, yeah. And is eight dollars an hour? You've realized what oh, buys so you off to being fine shipping off murder weapons. That's like a good point. Minimum wage is all it took for you. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you arrived at that conclusion. But no, no, no. That's a that's a good idea. <laughs> and yes, I am totally okay. <laughs> Well, because, you know, it's really, you, you start out by telling us the guy murdered his family. Right. You tell us a little more about him first. Oh, sure. And then, by the way, he doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, well, he had a little legal problem. Oh, what was it? Yeah, he, then he murdered his family. It's more like a punchline. Right, yeah, yeah. And you build something. But I'm wondering if you're going to wind up murdering people, if you have these scopes, you know, that's... I think I just got to work there a couple more months, maybe, and yeah, then we'll right, yeah, get right. to it. How, what, 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 at what point does somebody pack these scopes and they feel like murdering their family? You know, already your dad's looking a little iffy to you. My dad? What? Really? No, no, no. No, I mean, <laughs> no but I mean, if you say, I'm already thinking about... Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you know. I understand. I understand. I mean, right, all right. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Right. I mean, it's whatever. It's, it's okay. You can just talk. Yeah, that's what, that's what I got from what he was saying. And you could like expand it. 
Yeah. Could turn into the Superman of murder. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's so much to think about. It's true, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher, everyone. Yay. And then, yay. Welcome to the Joe Workshop. Hey, everybody. If I'm not paying attention tonight, I'm not being an asshole. We are training multiple people. We have eight new shows coming into the station. It's crazy awesome. And uh, your next comedian. Thank you. Uh, your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh. Oh, he's just a lovely human being. He's tall and he's lovely and he says funny things. Clap your hands together for Cole Chapman. Yay. Hooray. Uh, you guys ever watch, you guys ever have your parents try to teach you about drugs via TV specials? Yeah, that was that was that didn't work. <laughs> that was a that was a shitty strategy. I don't know who thought of that one. Uh, my parents sat me down and uh, made me watch the home improvement episode about marijuana as a way to teach me not to do drugs. <laughs> Which I don't know if you've ever had Tim Allen <laughs> tell you, "Hey kids, drugs aren't the way." I was like, I don't know if I want to trust trust this fucking guy. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm just gonna fucking start doing cocaine, end up on a great TV show, be a millionaire. That seems like a great plan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was at a uh, concert the other day and I ran into my third grade teacher, which was uh, a weird thing to happen. Uh, and right off the bat, she told me, uh, oh, you turned my hair gray, which is a funny way to tell somebody that you ruined their life for like <laughs> like a temporary <laughs> moment. She didn't have gray hair anymore. I guess she dyed it or something, but like that was like the first thing. And I was like, great, I'll, I guess I'll, I don't want to hang around you anymore. <laughs> like, are you going to bum me out some more and retroactively ruin some fun childhood memories? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Weird thing to tell someone. <laughs> By the way, I almost killed myself because of you. Good to see you. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, ba dee boo boo. I was uh, not feeling great a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. I was depressed, you know. I called my mom. My mom was always great at giving advice. She was like, you know, when I was down in the corporate world, uh, I used to keep uh, two stones in my pocket. These totem stones. Uh, one said courage, one said strength. And when I needed, you know, to get through a hard time, I just rub them my pocket you know and I'd feel invigorated my energy would grow and I'd go out and take the world and I was like great uh, but I misheard it as scrotum stones and I was like mom I've had those for years they're called Damon and Wahlberg I don't know how to tell them apart they've been there forever I don't know I don't rub them and they give me strength they just kind of give me a weird situation in my pants but you know I didn't say that to my mom but what if I did that'd be weird right guys right guys you know what I mean you guys have a good Christmas Who had a good Christmas I'm only three and a half weeks past this point, so it's not even relevant anymore. But I'm talking about it anyways. Uh, you're good at. Are you uh, good at buying your relative shit? You know to. You ever like learn that you don't actually know anything about each other based on the gifts you get? Like my dad and I realized we had a lot to work, uh, like a lot of work to do on our relationship when we both bought each other the same Michael Lewis book. We were like, oh wait, we don't. <laughs> We don't actually talk, do we? We just we just walked to the Barnes and Noble, saw the first thing, we're like, good enough, and then just walked out and called it a day. Like we're like, is this like our yearly commitment? <laughs> we could just figure out like what's Michael Lewis got? I don't know, some weird thing about science and I don't know, shit. Here you go. Have it. Uh, my brother fucked up. We had a whole system going for my mom though, because she's very you know, she doesn't want much. Uh, my mom or my brother uh, blew it up when he bought her a twenty pound bag of Epsom salt bath salts which is a fucked up way to ruin our system. We were like, dude, we had it all figured out. 
Every year, we'd buy bath salts, a candle, and a dry British mystery. That was it. And we alternate rolls every single year. And now you've just blown up bath salts for the next 20 years. What the fuck are we going to do now? Gonna go search for fucking candles? I don't know. It's ridiculous. He blew it. Right, guys? Right, Arjun? Right? Whatever. Boop, 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 boop. Hey. All right. Um, let's see if I can bring this one back. Uh, 2017 is uh, going to be weird because we have a vice president uh, who recently passed a law. Um where he requires funerals for aborted children, uh, which I think is the most hilarious law you could pass. Because honestly, like, what are you going to do with that funeral? Right? You're going to have, like, one guy, like, no one knows these kids. You're going to have <laughs> the guy said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to remember Timmy or Tammy or whatever the fuck they were going to get named. We didn't really decide on one yet. We didn't even know if they were a boy or a girl. Let's come together and remember as we lower this tiny casket into the grave. <laughs> Let's all come together and listen to its favorite song. It was Ultrasound by Tammy <laughs> in Nursing. And that's, that should have been better, but you know. I'll figure it out, guys. Thanks. You've been, uh, you've been here. That's it. Thanks, Cole Chapman. Oh, hello. Thank you. There are strange things that people have said to me, and then you say, you know, you turn my hair gray, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way the bit is usually constructed. But I think you got something going there of odd things people have said to me through my life. Times. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. If it works for Seinfeld, it could work for me. What's the deal with? Four, three, two, one. Okay, thanks, guys. Cole Chapman, I'm sorry I'm not paying attention to give you lots of things, but obviously if no one said anything, you're perfect. You're a perfect comedian and everyone loves you. Uh, how exciting. Uh, your next comedian... I don't, has she, has she been here before? I don't know. I'm really excited to find out. You guys, clap your hands wildly like you've never clapped before for Serene Mirskikadavada. In my son, PDX and my face is a spinner. Hello. All right. I've seen you before. Yeah, that was my mug shot. Um, all right, so I work at a calling center, which is, a joke within itself, okay, because the radio people can't tell. Okay, I'm a brown female, okay, so it's very ironic. Um, but basically, uh, I realize that's like, that's like the most brown job like a person could have. Like the only way I could have a browner job is if I became a taxi driver. But I did not want to stay in the family business, you feel me? <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, so I went in for training for this job, and... Um, they told us, because it's at my school, so we, we basically call up alumni and we're like, yo, that, you remember that degree you got? Yeah, let's get some of that money back. And uh, we, we asked them for money and, and the trainer said, when they reach a certain age, like if they're past 1975 in terms of the graduation date, you start asking them if they want to put Cal on their will. Like UC Berkeley on their will, you know, which is like really fucked up. I like, I'm like looking at the trainer, like, what the crap? Like, is anyone else hearing this? And she's like, don't worry, they're used to it by now. That was what she went with. And I'm thinking, like, 
what if someone took a shit on your lawn every single day for 30 days? And then you finally catch the dude and you're like, why the fuck are you shitting on my lawn? And he's like, you know what, man? Aren't you used to it by now? And you're like, huh. I, I did not, I did not think of it like that. You know, it has become part of my routine. I, I get a sip of coffee in the morning, acknowledge the shit. You know what, man? Keep it up. Keep it up. I support your work. I look forward to it. You know that swirl thing you did? Impressive. Okay. Um, shit jokes, right? Um, <laughs> okay, so this is like, um, blah, 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 blah. so this is going to be very relatable content. We're going to talk about some period stuff. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, when you wake up, because, okay, women, Pam, maybe, if you want, no, acknowledge, okay, it's okay. Um, basically, I just need someone to, like, lock eyes with me and relate to this, but you kind of, like, have the signs of, like, when it's coming, like, you kind of feel it in your back, like, you have, like, pain in, in your, everywhere, and there, you, like, you wake up in the morning, and there's some moistness down there, you know, not the good kind, and... You don't want to check, because if you check, it gets real. You know what I mean? It's like Schwarzinger's period, you know? It's, the period is both there and not there if I don't check. Um, so basically, I just lay in bed uh, denying basic hygiene. Um, and the thing is, there was a thing with that. It was going to be great. It was going to crush. It was going to be a applause break. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're gonna move on. We're moving on. <laughs> um, new stuff, right? New new work jokes up. Whatever. Um, so, are we familiar with the concept of sneakerheads? Right? People just very obsessed with sneakers. Okay. Um, which I think is cool. Like everybody like wants to express their way in you know whatever way you want to. But I just feel like of all the things to obsess over, you pick the one thing that literally touches the ground. And what do they do? They keep it clean as fuck. It's like, it's so counterintuitive, like, it's kind of like if you had no hands and then you got really into calligraphy, <laughs> you've already fucked up before you even started. Um, you you got to stick to stuff that complements your capabilities, you know what I mean? Like, if you had no hands, like, you pick up disability checks. Like, you can't really, like, pick them up, but, like, you, you know what I mean? Fuck you. Okay. Um, what else with sneakerheads? Um... Just to finish it up, basically, mm. well, okay, I guess, like, the one thing that also kind of threw me off was that, like, no one really looks at feet when you meet someone. They're, like, looking, like, here and above. I just, or unless you have Asperger's, then you look at the wall behind them, but I feel like, of wouldn't a, a scarf make more sense to get into, or hats? And then I was going to do an act up, but I got a lot of time. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, time for comments. Remember to say something nice. We're all sensitive people. Because it's, oh. so it's, it's like, um, because it, 
sneakerheads want to keep their their sneakers look really really clean, but it's super ironic that it's the one thing that literally touches the ground, and it makes no sense because I feel like like with having no hands and picking something that is really gonna work against you because it's like really hard to yeah. get into calligraphy if you don't like have hands. You know what I mean? I think that that's like I had like a logic trouble with like I was the reason I wasn't laughing is I was still like trying to just figure process. Because like, I'm like yeah, it's like someone calligraphy with no hands, but like there was the way that you were describing. Yeah. It was just, I, like, okay. I think there's something there, and I like this idea that. Yes, I like, like where it's going, but that was yeah. really hard. Yeah, like, I'm trying to find like some sort of like comparison uh, in terms of like what would be something you could do that works against you. That was like kind of what I could think of for now. But So with calligraphy, I would say being left-handed and getting into calligraphy because the uh, more you write, the more you smear it. Smear it, that's yeah, so. that, that sounds pretty like, I, I don't, I don't, the, the smearing of calligraphy sounds a little esoteric, you know? Like a little less what? <laughs> I don't necessarily think that makes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to have some like, hey, and then you smear it, because, like, yeah. I don't know if that's a I, I see what you're experience. saying, though, because, like, yeah. that would be working against you yeah. if you were to get into that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just kind of, what's up? Is there something with, like, because, like, sneakerheads, they're usually... Do they? I feel like. I mean, maybe there's just something else with what uh, with what you're talking about. Because, like, just by nature, I mean, keeping stuff clean. I need like more of a hook as to why like that's kind of like a crazy idea. Like, I just need to be sold a little more on why you think it's why they. Like, people taking care of their yeah, because they use a microphone, David. Hands to. I want to make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they both, they, all the microphones work. Did you want to? Yeah. Okay. Like maybe there's something, I feel like what you're being, it's like a good perception, but like, I'm just trying to think what else, what's there's something like ironic or yeah. paradoxical about sneakers, sneaker heads. Like I would just keep searching for. Mm, like, oh, within that same person. Yeah, because okay. just the fact they want to keep their sneakers clean isn't, I'm not like. But I think the one thing that, like, the thing that really I was trying to focus on was that, like, it's that they care so much about keeping it clean, and there's, like, literally, like, I don't know, businesses that focus on just that, but it's, like, it touches the ground. Like, it's so easy to get dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like when you, I don't know, you have, like, you're, like, at the beach, and you have, like, a hole, and you want to, like, take the, the water out. And then, like, a fucking wave comes. You know what I mean? It's like, it seems pointless. The rule of thumb is if it takes three times as long to explain the joke <laughs> as it did to tell the joke, no, I, maybe I feel like you might want to adjust it a little bit. I think you just need another analogy that's more yeah. relatable to that. I don't, I, I agree with you, yeah. You I might, think if you had a calligraphy joke yeah. beforehand, then this would be a callback. So, yeah. like, your handwriting was really bad and they taught you calligraphy or, you know and yeah and of course you write in Hindu because you have brown skin hey man I don't that's know. fucking racist I know it is <laughs> so um, your act but yeah something like that sure thank you everyone yay, yeah everybody. thank you Serena yay forever and yay yay and then yay 
All right, your next comedian, he gave some really great comments on the last comedian. Also, he is uh, one of the, he's part of Destiny's Mom, one of the amazing, great sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017. Thank you, Destiny's Mom. Go see all the Destiny's Mom shows you can. Like them on Facebook. And right now, clap your hands wildly for David Roth. Thank you, Pam. So I've been noticing in hardcore pornography, uh, like girl after girl in these videos are wearing crucifixes during these crazy sexual acts. Like, really not one single Jewish star. Like, you guys know I'm out there. Have you been to the San Fernando Valley where that shit happens? There are a lot of synagogues. Um, so yeah, I, uh, my ex-wife, uh, she wanted me to be like more dominant in the bedroom. So she bought me a book called Cockfidence. I usually bring it up, but like, I usually like bring the physical book up here because no one believes me, but all these like comedians are like, nice prop carrot top. So I'm just gonna like fucking, <laughs> fucking talk about it because you guys are dicks. Um, but yeah, like chapter one is breathe from your cock. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the first chapter is about. And so like I tried it, I took the book's advice, breathed through my cock, put on a condom, nearly suffocated half to death. It was, it was crazy. Um, and you got to watch out too, like when you're breathing from your cock, like, I don't know, if you find yourself in like an airplane situation, make sure to like put the oxygen mask over your cock before helping out, before putting it on the cock of a child. Um, <laughs> Paul's experience, you've been, this, oh my God. I'm glad I'm connecting tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if like uh I don't know if like blowing someone turns out to be CPR, but I'm going to pick the best of those three cock jokes and stick with it. Um yeah, but like the book teaches you all about these like really dominating behaviors like spanking and choking and hair pulling, but like what it does not teach you is when you're doing those things what your facial expression should be. <laughs> and it's just like does not I think when you're like spanking what I sort of realized later there's like pretty much like only one spanking facial expression that's like appropriate like some you should be into spanking like you should be like fuck yeah like I'm buying in like I like mildly abusing women um, but when I tried it it's just you know like I learned how to do this from a book so uh, I was there I was you know just spanking away and there's like a full length mirror uh, in my bedroom and my wife sort of looks up and she just sees me I'm just like hmm. She's like, David, I don't really think you're spanking from a place of truth. I'm like, yeah, that is a, that is a fair assessment. Uh, I did try, like, the, ch I tried the choking thing, too. Chapter three, choking, right? Um, which is just, I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm from, like, a very mild-mannered family. Like, I had, like, a religious upbringing. It was, like, bar mitzvah, like, the rabbi's favorite. Like, fast forward 20 years, and now I'm choking a bitch. Uh, I was... <laughs> I don't know how things ended up like this, but yeah, like I remember, uh, yeah, this is still with my ex. She's just wanted me to step things up and I like put my, um, thumb and like my forefinger, like right on her neck, like the book told me to. And like, I applied a little pressure, Paul, and then I could see like the whites of her eyes roll back and then I passed out. <laughs> um... I'm, I grew up from, I grew up like in Michigan, uh, right outside Detroit. I don't know if you guys realize that like 
Canada has its own Tijuana. It's basically Detroit is like the sh- the shitty place that Canadians go to. Um, like there's it's so funny. Like if California is like a beautiful state, like if you leave California, there's signs. They're like, thanks for visiting California. Come again soon. But I feel like the signs in Michigan would just be like, please, don't, where are you going? Come come on, guys. Like, have you tried the cherries? We have really good cherries. Um, man, I had. I think like Detroit would be like a really good starter city if you're like coming from Aleppo. <laughs> just like, it just seems like that third world comfort like right here in the United States. Um, all right, I think I'm out, of, I'm out of jokes. Thanks guys. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, I think the, the choking where you passed out was definitely the strongest. That was very funny. I kind of wonder, this is like a very loose note, but like, do you have like a defense to her getting you that book? Like, is the whole thing like, she thought it was, you know, my, oh, it was my problem that she wanted to get hit and choked sexually? Like, was that a me thing? Um, yeah, something like that. I, uh, I I really think you should bring... I just love seeing Cockfidence every single... Like, the actual physical book. Yeah. Like, because the font is so normal. It's like yeah. a Libri. So I think you should just, like, whip it out of your pocket. I mean, was that, like, a choice to not bring it? Or was yeah, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I fucking love it. It's so funny. The existence of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, and the, car- the carrot top joke's really funny, I think, to you make me want to write a book called How to Not Make Your Man Feel Insecure by Giving Him Stupid Books. Yeah. You know? And I think that people are saying, you know, for you to fight back right, in right. that way. You're kind of rooting for me. It's right, so right. And if you say, well, you know, she, she could make me feel better by, I don't know, saying, wow, you really make love to me nice. You know, that yeah. would be old-fashioned. I was going to do something where it was like... Uh, well, this book was written by two women, so it's kind of like they're like women explaining how to breathe through my cock. Like, does that mean I should write a book called Confidence? Confidence. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bigger hole. I've I've seen people breathe through their assholes. They can sit on. The, do you know what I mean? But you can lay down with your butt up, and you can make your butt like a. Like that's happened too. David Roth, everyone, yay! Destiny's mom! Love Destiny's mom forever. Go see all of their shows. Hooray, All right, everybody, your next comedian is another hilarious human being. He hails from weird parts of the world, and we're so glad that he's with us now in San Francisco. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Banks. Yay! All right, how's it going, guys? Yeah, you're welcome. Dude, that joke worked this time. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's a fucking great joke. We've been talking about it a long time, and he's like, "It's." I was like, "That's the funniest joke you got." I don't know why the fuck people aren't laughing, but I'm excited. I'm probably more excited than you, Dave. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I was uh, back home for the holiday I'm from Mississippi, and like I didn't realize how much racism like comforts me. 
I mean, I'm not. I don't agree with racism. I think it's fucking horrible. But like, I don't know. It's kind of like a warm glass of milk. I mean, <laughs> you don't tell your friends about it, but you know, it's it's a weird thing. You know, uh, I don't know. I was thinking like, if if Hitler like sang me a lullaby, like I would be very conflicted. But I'd probably go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's where I grew up. It's so ingrained in you as a kid. Like, if you grow up there, thank God my parents weren't racist. But it's so ingrained in you. Like, you don't date outside your race. Like, you know, it took me, I, I mean, I haven't been in Mississippi for like, I don't know, 10 years, 9 years, something like that. But it took me like 3 or 4 years of being out of there where I like found people other than white people attractive. I was like, dude, there are so many opportunities. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just a crazy thing, you know. But I, I moved here, I was in New York last, and like this is like a huge culture shock. I've lived in nine different places, but moving here was very crazy. You know, like it's the most PC place on earth, which I think PC, being PC is a good thing, but like where do you draw the line? You know, and I don't really see how it works here. It's like, it's like the most politically correct place on earth, but like the most sexually liberal. And I'm like, how the fuck does that work? It's like, take this dick, you strong, independent woman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand, uh, you know, and, um, but all, there's like all this shaming and like people like don't want to offend people, which is good. But like this dude came up to me the other day and he's like, dude, I got to go mom a joke that you're going to love. And I was like, all right. He's like, my mom is so fast. I said, hold on. What? I was like, my mom. I was like, there are no my mama jokes. Like there are no my mama joke battles. I was like, get the fuck out of here. But anyway. And, you know, I was, like, thinking a lot about, like, the whole shaming thing. Like, I'd never even heard of shaming, like, till I moved here. I mean, I know, like, don't be a dick. That's ridiculous. Like, don't fuck with people because they got their things. But, like, there's, like, slut shaming and, like, fat shaming and mom shaming and victim shaming. I had to look all this up on the Internet. But I'm, like, if I'm ashamed, it's kind of my fault. I mean, I'm not saying to be a dick. But I'm saying, like, own what you got. You know? Like, if you're a slut, like fucking rocket i'm all about it i think it is great but like don't blame me when i say that word you know i don't know it's it's just been tough for me i know i know right it's crazy i moved here somebody told me i was victim shaming i was like what does that even mean it was this girl like she called me like 20 times and she's just like complaining about her boyfriend and like how he's being a dick i'm like well fucking leave i was like stop bitching to me about this she's like you're victim shaming i was like no i'm telling you to stand up for yourself and get the fuck out of there i don't know it drives me crazy but i'm 31 now and like i just i've eliminated everything out of my life that i don't enjoy i don't read anymore i hate reading and uh, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like somebody asked me the other day, they're like, uh, did you read the newspaper today? And I was like, no, hence the smile on my face. Like I just, why would you read the news these days? It's fucking atrocious. But I don't know. You ever read an instruction manual? You're like, what the fuck? And you know, thank God there's pictures. And you get done, you still got three screws left and the bookshelf falls. Well, I don't need that motherfucking bookshelf anymore. Anyway. Uh, they say like knowledge is power. I'm like, no, it's not. It's fucking scary. <laughs> you know, it's like I figured out my high school girlfriend was cheating on me and I did not feel powerful. Anyway, I think my time's up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I think before you get to like the strong independent woman like holding yeah, yeah. that's you just 
that's just editing, man. It's like, I think you just need to keep your do- joke density higher. And it's like fun how conversational you are, but I think that should just get really condensed because a lot of it's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, you don't need all of it. You mean that one in particular? Yeah, that one's just like a ton of, you just say, uh, yeah, there's just too much fat. I thought maybe there's, you could say something more specific like uh, getting logs out of my New York Times subscription was like the best antidepressant. Like, find just a way to like, Say that, but like in a sort of, I think, pithier way. Because I think we all like, yeah, like I, I use up, I feel like everyone can relate to getting their New York Times articles used up or something like that. So that could just be like a good way of phrasing that. Um, getting, yeah, I think that's what I had. Oh, yeah, and the my mama joke. I feel like I, I like want, I want that to be finished. Like, my mama's so fat because she's okay. a really great chef, like just some sort of anti climax. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, like, finish that my mama joke because it's already. Because you can get a laugh on the fact that it's my mama, and then you can, like, when we're expecting something kind of a little bit mean or something, because they're using it to say it's my mom, and don't worry about being offended, then, you know, you can fuck with us and make it, like, really lame. But, yeah, I would just, like, li- I would just write that, write 20 of those jokes. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Matthew Banks, yay. I'd like to um, thank everybody tonight for being patient with us while we're training. We're training eight new shows. <laughs> uh, so it, there's a lot of training going on and it's very exciting. And thank you guys for uh, dealing with us in the back area. Your next comedian, uh, another hilarious comedian. Hey, get your get your pads out, take notes, pay attention, and uh, say nice things and helpful things to your next comedian, Zach Pierce. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Show. So, uh, I like uh, sports. My favorite sport is MMA, cage fighting. Crazy people doing that. Uh, I actually wanted to be an MMA fighter before doing uh, comedy, I, I tried that. I did some of the training, a little bit of boxing and jiu-jitsu, but when I was training, my main strength was getting injured. They called me Mr. Glass because I broke easy. That might be the worst nickname ever to have if you're an MMA fighter, Mr. Glass. Like, imagine how they'd introduce my opponent than me. They'd be like standing in the red corner with a record of 34-0-1 coming by way of disqualification due to eye gouging, Fighting out of the Hell's Kitchen in Bakersfield, California. Kimo Kantua. And in the blue corner, with a record of 0-34, with all losses coming by way of knockout, fighting out of a Toyota dealership in Manteca, California, Mr. Glass. That would be a a bad introduction to, to get. I like the alarm going on that punchline. Um, yeah, growing up, I was a very small guy also, very small, fragile. I, uh, you know, everyone has their own thing they go through, you're awkward or emo. My thing was getting the kid's menu till I was 17 years old. Sad and tragic, very sad. Uh, I had one girlfriend, though, growing up, even though I was just really small. Like, throughout all of high school, I was five foot one, and my girlfriend was four foot eight. It was adorable when you'd see us walking down the hallways because uh, 
Both our backpacks were the same size as our bodies. So from the back, we looked like a couple of beetles, and from the front, we looked like a couple of mini Ninja Turtles. Ready to do nothing. Ready to train, get injured. Um, I'm a shy guy, I'm a shy guy. I'm not trying to be shy though, I don't wanna get over that. You know, but people like to like kind of attack shy people verbally and uh, you know, I before I would just take it, but you can't just take insults, you know, you have to stand up for yourself, but I'm not like a witty guy, so like when people give me shit now, I just do direct insults, like fuck you, go fuck yourself, your mom's a whore. Learn that in Jewish mother therapy. <laughs> My mom uh, trained me for that. That's all the new stuff I want to work on. That's it. Yeah. Such a professional, he didn't even, he lit himself, everybody. That, now that, that is awesome. Uh, all right, everybody, comments, comments. Yeah, I think the I think the premise of the Mr. Glass thing is super funny. I think there's a lot you can do with that and it, it will open up a lot of opportunities to kind of like refer back to yourself that way in other situations, be it being small or shy or, or other things. I don't know that you need the full act out only because we know where it's going. Um, and so I don't think there's like much element of surprise there, but I think the idea is good. Um, also, you can, I don't, I don't know if, this is too insider, but when you're mentioning you didn't get very far in MMA, like I could tell that just by looking at your ears. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you might be able to mention that. So, yeah, but good job. I thought the stuff about being small when you were probably in middle school. High school. In high school, okay. But I, I mean, I assume that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, well, you didn't convince me it was true, and that took away a little bit from the fun. Uh-huh. I mean, you could just. I mean, in, in my family, there are people who are short, and then when they're about 21 or 22, they get their full growth. Yeah. And if you just say that, we'll believe you. Yeah. But otherwise, we think maybe you're just making fun of small people. Oh. And it's cute stuff. It's really yeah. nice stuff, and you, it deserves to work. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, hey, dude. Um, I think there's, there's something really funny about, like, you couldn't, legitimately get your ass kicked in an MMA action like you got all these injuries but like by like fucking stubbing your toe on the curb like you couldn't you weren't even you didn't even have a strong enough constitution to actually make it to get your ass kicked I think that's like a funny angle in or when you said that you fought MMA and people asked you what your injuries was where you're like well actually I you know hit I like slammed my thumb on the door or something like that yeah, because like you aspire to get your ass kicked, yeah. but you can't even do that because you're like too fragile to yeah. get there. So it's like, yeah, and I, I definitely agree with Joey on that act out. It's like we just needed some, we just need like we just need like consistent surprise like on. Just cut the whole ring announcement. Well, you you didn't add any. There was no surprises. Yeah. You the guy that was 34 and 0 was strong and healthy, and you're 0 and 34, and yeah. you're like fragile. I'm like. We, we know you set us up for that and delivered exactly what that was so yeah. it's like it's not like it could there's a way that you could do it and do the voices and make it fun but we just need like we just to make us laugh it's not yeah you need like a a, a surprise so yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Um, I, re- I really liked your um, 
I don't know, the concept of you being small, like when you were in high school and stuff, like being 5'1", I think maybe you have opportunity, because when you were saying that your girlfriend was 4'8", I thought you were going to say like a misdirection and say that she was in like sixth grade or something. Ah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that would be weird though. Like, I'm a but that's why it's funny. <laughs> It makes everyone the right amount of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But I'm throwing that out there. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. And then, like, when, and then I I feel like you could also keep going if you wanted, because, like, like walking down the street or something, and people give us weird looks because the age of, I don't know, you know? But yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Zach Pierce. Yeah, your next comic is Joey Avery. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. Let's go. Um, all right, guys, I'm I'm bringing positive messages tonight. All right, I'm bringing I'm bringing messages of love tonight. Because uh, I was thinking about it, and I was a lot of my friends get down on themselves. They're like, I'm a fucking loser. You know, things aren't going well. And I always try to put things in perspective. Because I think a lot of times we forget that even being here is amazing. Like, to get here, it means that you had to win a swimming race of over 100 million that if you lost was punishable by death, all right? That is the most amazing thing you will ever do in your life, okay? It's more incredible that you might be a shit human, but you are a god sperm, okay? Don't ever forget that. And yeah, on earth, people might not like you, okay? People probably don't listen to your podcast. Uh, Your friends definitely don't read your travel blog. It's fine, okay? Because if you could hold a speech in your father's ball sack, you would be a god. There would be billions of creatures there listening to you. I mean, there's like nine people in here. If I was there, I'd be murdering. Just really topical stuff like, yeah, who here likes pussy? They're all going crazy. Hey, that's my mom. All right. Uh, they love it. I was uh, I was doing some research on that to figure out like what the largest gatherings of human beings were, and uh, I only read the first two, and the list shocked me. Uh, so number ten was uh, the 2012 Hajj pilgrimage uh, to Mecca in Saudi Arabia. Uh, number nine was 1994 Rio de Janeiro. Rod Stewart concert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, classic, classic potato, potato, you know, <laughs> like two very similar events. That blew my mind. I mean, that is so different. Like, I don't know which one of those you would rather go to. Uh, I personally have a lean. You know, like as much as I like sweaty walking tours of cool black boxes, uh, I actually love a nice crunchy baseline with beautiful women by the beach. Um, I get it. It's just a very interesting thing to look at humans and be like, what's the message there? Like, what are the two things that we're trying to tell the world with those events? Like, there is no God but Allah. But if you think I'm sick, <laughs> I don't know. I like the second one. Um, you can have your God. I'll take my rod, uh, I guess, is what I'm getting at there. Um, fuck, that sounds fun. I really wish I could have gone to that concert. Coachella can blow me. Um, what else do I want to talk about? 
Uh, people are weird. I think, uh, you know, I, hey, I like sex as much as the next guy. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think at a bird's eye view, like the sexual experience is very strange. Like kissing, I like it. I'm, you know, super romantic. If you couldn't tell by the uh, sexual vibes that are emanating off of my person, but, uh, but it's a fucking weird thing to do. Like, what is it? We're just going to port our food holes together and see if it goes well enough that we'll want to mash our bits together. That's a little, that's a little strange. Like foreplay, I think is the weirdest thing. I understand sex, but it's like if I ever saw an elephant eating another elephant's asshole, I would be stoked. Uh, <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. Uh, get some trunk in there. Um, what else? One final thing and then I'll get out of here. Uh, just a quick drug story for, for people. I, I think when people talk about drugs, it's always like, you know, the good experiences. But at the end of the day, drugs can be difficult. They can be weird. And uh, recently, I may or may not have had a mushroom experience with my friends. And almost all of us had a really great time. Uh, but it can be confusing for people. And it's confusing for one of my friends. Uh, so we finish up. Everyone's kind of doing well, and we're all hanging out, and everyone seems pretty okay, and everyone enjoyed it. And uh, my girlfriend turns to me, and she goes, hey, uh, is Brad okay? And I look over at Brad, and he's the only person not sitting at the dinner table. Uh, he's sitting on the ground in between two plants just going, fuck, and eating a whole tomato. <laughs> uh, so... You know, drugs are weird. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. <coughs> All right, Joe. Time for comments. Remember to say something nice. He might have a relapse. <laughs> thank you. Um, I thought maybe something with the why people are depressed. It's like, dude, you could have been so much worse. Like, there are two billion worse versions of you. Right, right, so right, I right. I that could be like an angle to go with that yeah. one. Um, I kind of wanted you to say Maggie somewhere along the Rod Stewart one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a really... Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and I didn't understand, like, why you got into such a big gathering things. I remember seeing that list because of the Cubs World Series. Yeah. Parade, and that's kind of what I was expecting when... I couldn't remember what got you into that. But. Yeah, I should, I should explain that more. What got me into that was... I get. I guess when I first wrote it, I had like a reference to a large event in what giving the speech in a ball sack would be like. Oh right. Because okay. um, there'd be billions of sperm. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll explain that. My, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it's good. probably confusing. And then when you're talking about, uh, if you couldn't tell, I have like a romance novel covers hairdo. Like, oh. <laughs> I just would make some reference about you have like long right. flowing hair right. here and like Look like, like if Fabio, Fabio had a skateboard. Yeah. And these are like. When you're talking about the elephant trunks, I just did think that like dogs are constantly licking other dogs' ass. Wait, wait, he yeah. has to write that down. You have to write down right now if Fabio had a skateboard. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah give Please me don't pan. forget that if I Fabio had this a skateboard because that's right. fucking brilliant. I just, yeah, so I just wanted you to know that I thought of a dog licking other dog's ass so it might go, so just... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It just could be something that people think of. Yeah. And then I would just say like eating a tomato like it's an apple, just make that like, yes. a little bit yeah, definitely. clearer visual reference. Yeah, definitely. 
cool. Maybe Thank with you. a little bit of artisanal salt. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when people eat tomatoes. He was eating it with salt. a little bit of fear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm really glad that he 3.5 million. I'm really glad that yeah. you made up Fabio with a skateboard because I didn't listen to your set at all, but I have to say that I'm really enjoying your hair. It looks so much longer. Thank it you. This looks, is as long as it's ever if been. You need, if Very you need exciting. anyone to teach you how to French braid, I think he would look great with two French Ooh, braids down the side. You could easily nice. do two pigtail French braids down yeah, the side. Yeah, that pig. It could be long a really stocking. great look for you, and I that feel like if you need help, I got your back. And this <laughs> That's a great into a chick flick. Uh, but you have kind of an ongoing interest in in uh, in fertilization, the fertilization process. Right? Uh-huh. And, and listening to you today, you may not know this, but actually, it isn't the first sperm that gets there that wins. Really? Yeah. There's a coating on the on the ovum, and they have to kind of. So we had to fight through you a wall. You had to time it that you get the others to oh, hit shit. it first and open a hole. So for it's you. more of like a so battle royale. You're like OJ in there. You're blocking backs. Oh right? shit! And I think, but that—that that is your wonderful speech in, in the yeah. nutsack. You know, okay, come on, guys. I want you to give me some interference out there. You right, know? right, I, right. I, 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 you're like a but, team but, captain. But you, you, you read about that. It's kind of. I should. I should yeah, do yeah. some actual scientific research. Okay, thank you guys so much. Very good comments. Thank you. All right. Next up, he's tall, he's handsome, he's literally Jesus Christ. It's Paul Sanford. Yay. Uh, the joke workshop where jokes go to live, die, and retire. Uh, listen, I, I want to work on some jokes that don't always work for me or that people don't choose and get some help, from, really get some help from them. Uh, these are, but, or brand new jokes like, uh, have you ever gone into a restaurant and the restaurant restrooms are so clean? You go in there and it's this men's room and it's just eerily clean and they have like a pile of cloth towels you know, I did that the other day, and I walked out and said to my friend, come on, let's get out of here. We can't afford to eat here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> vent. You know, you, you, you get, how many of you get the, the, the package, and it says vent three times with a fork? If I need to vent, venting three times don't make it. I mean, I go crazy. I'm going to pound that sucker. And then there's an act out in it, okay. Uh, I was 68 all year last year, and I just had a birthday, and now my age is a dirty joke. <laughs> but I, I, I'm always wanting to give advice to you guys. Look at you with that scratchy stuff on your face. Lady parts are very, very delicate, you know? You gotta be careful. You're, you're bringing sandpaper, you know? And you might, you might get some complaints. But if you ever do put your face against a woman's lady parts, which is, it, it happens. It happens if they're over five, four foot eight. Uh, but uh, listen, guys, women go to a lot of trouble dating. You know, they shave their leg, they shave all, all kinds of parts of themselves, and they make themselves smell good and look good and, and all that. And w- the least we, we can do is just reciprocate and monitor your semen and make sure it tastes good. <laughs> now, now, that one... <laughs> okay. Uh, people are always asking... Uh, 
people are always asking me, do you use a condom? And I say, no, I cherish that condom. I, I, I feel like the, that's, we have a personal, deep relationship. I don't like to just use a, a condom. No, at my age, I'm not going to have sex with fertile women anyway. So it's for disease control. The Center for Disease Control. Will there be a second coming? You guys aren't my age. At my age, the first coming was a miracle. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I wrote this one. Anybody? Joke? Anybody? Joke? It's just, just, it's just a dirty joke all by itself, like starter dildos. Uh, and then there is Roadhead, a very good way to die. Uh, uh, I, don't let, I have a problem. People are always choosing this one. And I don't know what joke they expect. I think there must be a really, really funny joke that I'm not telling. I have things that I say, but if anybody can think what, what the joke is on skin to skin, they love it. They'll hold it up and wave it every single time. Let me down, not now, in the, in the talk back, okay, but let me down easy. A guy actually said that a woman had said to him, you're crazy, you're a comedian, you're not very good looking, and you're broke. And I thought, there's a good example of letting somebody down easy. You know, so just say to me, let me down easy. You're an elderly, not very good looking, not very funny comedian, and I'm not interested. You know, let me down easy. <laughs> Speculum. Women know what it is. Men, you're a bunch of cowards. You're worried about just a lubricated finger? No, speculum, that's heavy, that's heavy lifting. All right, glory hole. Every glory hole I've ever known was in a living human being. <laughs> a little bit by, can't you make up your mind? And then the Labor Day, you know, why do people always say, no problem, no problem? Did your mother ever say, yes, I was in labor with you for four days, no problem? Just say, you're welcome. Okay, just you're welcome is good. And then her mama, I've been married three times. Don't say anything about her mother. Never say anything about her mother. If she doesn't like her mother, you say something nice, you'll be in trouble. And if she doesn't like her mother and you say something critical, you'll be in trouble. And you never know how she feels about her mother from time to time. No Trump, hearts are wild. Sexual Special Olympics, everybody gets to come. <laughs> Uterus transplant, yes, I have womb envy. Uh, has been, I'm a never was. Make me laugh. No, I can make it come in your jeans. And it's time to stop. Yay, bring up the CD. Yay. Oh, oh! Thanks. Thank you, Paul. Time for some... Comic, but I think you should say the way you said, monitor your semen to make sure it tastes good the same way every single... The way you said That's it, the way you say it. Yeah, it was... It's pretty funny. And why is it funny? It just kind of... I don't know. It's a semi-gross out. Yeah, because I'm not... It took me a bit, because then I realized at first you were like diet, but then I realized by monitoring, it means I just periodically taste my own semen. Yeah. And that's... Like, that is Curtis. That is pretty... You know, that's... Yeah. That, that would be very... But, but you're bisexual, so... Curtis. Courtesy-full? What's the word? Courteous. Courteous, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thoughtful. Yeah. 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 It, it just occurred to me... Yeah. It, it's kind of whimsical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I like Lindsay. All right, yeah. A little, little salty. <laughs> Did I have pineapple? Yeah. <laughs> to piggyback on that, I think it'd be funny if there was like 
like different methods to tasting it. Like, do you put it on crackers? Do you put it uh, in a smoothie? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> or do you hire someone to do it for you? Well, I feel like there's a lot you could go with. That. Hey guys, it's a premise. You know, you can take it and run with it. I I I need to get it down to under 30 seconds. But yeah. You could hire like a semen sommelier, right? Is that the word? Yeah. Sommelier. Yeah. 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 Melba toast. Like, spread yeah, it on Melba like, toast. Oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. comes from the but, northern. But you know, there are a lot of women who are making jokes about how men's semen tastes and how they can tell what they've eaten, right? So one of the things that I do is I just take the women's jokes and then I flip them over into being a clueless old guy telling them. And, okay. How about skin to skin? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, the joke is she said, I'll come and be with skin to skin with you and see if we have anything in common. And I said, I don't want to get skin to skin with people who are shambling, bald old men. But it's okay. Okay, well, I was just saying, like, maybe someone doesn't like skin contact, but they still want to have sex, so, like, you just have to, like, leave with, like, your genitals. Or you guys both had... Yeah, it, it, it sometimes it's just a joke. It's just a. Oh, you had you both had matching matching rashes. I mean, if you're gonna go skin to skin and go with what's in common, I, I would have taken it that way. Like you both were syphilitic or something. I think good taste is a keeper. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, 69 is a keeper. Huh? Are, were you workshopping cards? Because your first part of the prim- when you got up there and you started monologuing and telling jokes, I was. Uh, I thought that was f- fine and funny. The character that or persona you were on stage, with with or without the cards, uh-huh. as you're delivering them now, was was good enough. Right. Wow. J- just telling jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in my act, I have to get the joke down to the core of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I see. How dare. Look, 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 look. See. I was like, this is pretty good. Like see, the. See, look and look at this and no hair and all. I got to be funny. I got no. I can't be cool and beautiful and sexy like you. Joey guys. Avery left the room. Who are you talking about? Oh, Zach, I haven't forgotten about you. You guys. He actually. Uh, Paul Sanford actually looks like he lost like 150 pounds. That's too much. 80 pounds. Did you lose 80 pounds? 65. 65! Almost goes to 80. Everybody clap. He wasn't even on The Biggest Loser because he's not. He's, he's our favorite and loser. Your, uh, your 69 joke, short one-liner, was cute. I think you should keep that in your act. Say that? Yeah, keep your 69. Even as you age, say yeah, that you were 69. 69 right, age, right. It was cute. Right. I, I liked it. Bring well, back Kanye West as an airline. Everybody yes. clap okay. wildly for Paul Sandberg. Yay! And, uh, I, I'm not a has-been. I'm a never-was. Thanks, Paul Sanford. Next up, he's sexy, he's soulful, he shampoos every day. It's Arden. Oh, thank you so much. That's the nicest intro I've gotten in quite a while. Somebody the other day said I looked like a very youthful Vietnam vet. Kind of like a Tom Cruise born on the 5th of July, you know? Uh... Anyway, uh, just a few things I just want to try out tonight, see what, see what happens. Um, I saw an ad recently, uh, and it was an anti-smoking ad for one of these propositions that goes on the ballot. And uh, it was about this little girl running around the house, and the mother's going, narrating the whole thing. And she goes, uh, you know, she's giving reasons why you should vote for this anti-smoking bill. And one of them was because she can't spell emphysema. 
And I'm like, it's not that hard. I used to work in pharmaceutical marketing. It's not that hard to spell emphysema. It's E-M-P, or is it an F? Shit, how do you spell emphysema? Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I recently quit drinking about six months ago, and so I lost all my game. My game is gone. My game used to be drink until I stopped remembering things and then wake up having gotten laid, not remembering, but at least I got laid, you know? Now I smoke weed, so the best I got is, um, so you wanna get with this? Like, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, that needs a lot of work, but uh, you know, big people need to stop, okay? I'm a tiny guy, I'm 5'7", I weigh 125 pounds, okay? I am tired of being pushed out of BART seats by people who are six foot and bigger. All right? it, it's, how can you take up this much room? Like, I am already switched. I, I need to work on where this is going, but there's a thought somewhere in there about big people versus little people. Um, my college had a bunch of anti-drinking stats, and the posters all said, perception is not reality. At our college, three out of five students don't engage in binge drinking. I'm like, I'm no math major, but that means two out of five of us are raging alcoholics, and the other three are gonna be CEOs, right? Because they're just functioning alcoholics, you know? Uh, eventually I'll figure out the perception part of that, but uh, just working on it. And I'm too competitive, uh, but I'm competitive in all the wrong sports, right? Because when I was a kid, I was bad at every sport except for barroom sports. All right, so when I go to a bar and there's a pool table, my date, she's not going to touch the table. I'm just going to run that thing out. And if we go and we play darts, I'm not paying for a drink all night because I'm going to win every game. And it got to the point where my girlfriend left me because of this. We showed up to trivia night one night and the topic was porn. And I said, oh, we're going to win this. No. Anyway. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about are the goddamn Care Bears. Care Bears are bullshit. All right, they teach avoidance, okay? Because what happens is, little boy or little girl gets in trouble at school or gets in a fight with their brother or sister, right? And the Care Bears show up and they say, oh no, we can't have this. So what do they do? They jizz hearts out of their chests and suddenly everybody's mood changes to be happy. That's not solving the problem. And these Care Bears, they promote incest, okay? Because one of the characters, their main nemesis, is Professor Coldheart. And one day, Professor Coldheart gets this genius idea that in order to destroy Carolot in the Cloud City, he's going to get married and have the Care Bears host the wedding because the Care Bears love weddings. They get the biggest boners for weddings, all right? Because it's two people being happy and showing their love and coming together. So who does he decide to marry? Auntie Freeze. And yes, that's a funny play on words, Auntie Freeze, right? Marrying Cold Heart. But it's actually his freaking aunt, right? He's marrying his aunt just so he can go to Carolot and destroy the place. And the Care Bears are cool with this. I think somebody's really got to sit down with the Care Bears and talk to them about all this shit. Anyway, that's enough rambling about my terrible, terrible jokes. I would love some feedback from you guys. Thank you very much. All right, time for feedback. 
say that you wanted to keep working on that rambling bit? I'm not, I'm sorry, the bit about perception versus reality? Yeah. Because just pointing out that that's their slogan and then it followed by three out of five don't participate in binge drinking, I think is enough. Yeah. Or just following it up with perception, not reality. Because the joke is that, uh, that, that that's not true. Right. People already get it. I think that if you just stand and you deliver it with enough conviction, okay. it could h- handle itself. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I like the concept of how like you said you stop drinking so like all your games go on and like how like you, you go in like when you go drinking you go in with a goal and it's to get laid, right? Yeah. So then you wake up having laid. Um um, but it would be funny if you applied that to like other things like like you really you went in wanting to do your taxes and you just got really shit faced and like your ta- your taxes were already done or like I don't know shopping or something you know what I mean like yeah that's how I used to write all my papers in college so there's definitely well, more to be had there where there you, you know uh, ever since I quit drinking I get less done you know how, my, my you know I can't accomplish my goals how then, dark do you want to get with that joke because I, I could get really dark. I, I you know me. I get really like, fucking dark. I don't remember. Like, at least I don't remember what happened. But I got laid. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, was consent involved in any of these fucking endeavors of yours? God damn. He doesn't know, man. Like, I can't remember. <laughs> at least now you can be like, at least I know they said no. Like now you have that. Oh yeah, that that would be that. That's a little too dark for for my taste. But yeah, no. I Especially with gone. your smiley happy disposition <laughs> as you deliver this. Yep. You got my attention on some things that didn't get other people's attention. What's this about looking like a young Vietnam vet? Oh, it's the bandana and the long hair. Right, but, okay. you know, Vietnam vets are my age. Yeah. So you missed a beat there. You said Paul looks like an, you know, you, you know, we don't picture you looking like your grandfather, right? Right. Okay, and, the, I mean, I think the image is funny, but you, you just rushed past it and didn't really give us the image. Gotcha. The other thing is, I've never pushed anybody off a bar stool. I do a lot of other things to little guys, but I, I, I'm, what, what happens when that, what are you talking about? Well, it, it's just the encroachment that happens where I'm tiny, I'm pushed all the way to the edge of something, but of someone just keeps coming. Stools, seats, benches, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, so it's more logical with a bench. Yeah. But airplane seats and a big, great big person is there, and I'm aware that I'm in everybody's face. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would smack you, and I would wave my hand around, smack you in the face because your face is just down there, and I would right. elbow you in the eye. I mean, I do lots of things <laughs> to little people, but I don't pull them off bar stools. Yeah. And so I, I just, I think if you, you know, if you go, the, the, the comedy is in the detail, is yeah. in the, is in the pictures, in the image. So I'm sitting there in a bar stool, and then this guy comes over. He doesn't even see me, and he sits down on the bar stool and. Whoop, pops me out like the seed out of a watermelon I, you know yeah I, I, is that what you were after yeah something like that yeah I, I gotta you, keep playing with you're the just premise. kind of invisible yeah okay yeah. okay well yeah. you are yeah you're like a cockroach you know we oh, just yeah. step on you big guys we just we don't care but uh, okay great um i really liked the beginning of your joke about the like little girl who couldn't spell emphysema mm-hmm. but i was thinking you could say something about like how it's like really not our fault your daughter is stupid like, yeah there, we need to change there, there is more to that because there's another line in that commercial about uh she doesn't know what cancer is and i'm like bitch that's your fault like yeah, you're not teaching her anything yeah um and then for the binge drinking one i liked what you said about how like two out of five students are raging alcoholics but you could add something like, and willing to admit it, and three out of five are just liars. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely go that route with it, too. Awesome. Do 
Then with regards to the Care Bear about you know how they shoot the f- out of the chest and their moods get changed. Yeah. Uh, once again, you don't. You can make that dark. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to be like because you could use that as a metaphor for like teaching people to medicate away their problems, medicating their children, to escaping to the bottle, all things that are mood enhancing for a way to make people feel good without having to address the issues. Right. Yeah. For some people, people it's heart jizz. For others, it's Ambien and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for the feedback. I really appreciate it, and I give back my time. Yay, Arden! Yay! Everyone should listen to Arden. He has a new show coming up on Wednesdays from ten to midnight. We don't know what it's called yet, but it's gonna be amazing because he's gonna interview all kinds of amazing people. Also, you guys can't believe it. I thought that he was like seventeen when I first met him, but no, he's in his thirties. <laughs> It doesn't matter about the... I mean, it's on the radio, so you can't tell anyways. But, like, in person, I I don't know what you're putting on your face, but I want some of it. Uh, your next comedian coming up is a lovely human being. Also very young, but only because he's actually young. Um, I should actually take some of his DNA and pump it into my body so I'll feel younger. Put your hands together for Arden Bangery! Yay! Face, face on crew, 22 inches on my dome. Pack my face, come face on crew, 22 inches on my Also, you don't know how I'm going to age. I could age terribly, Pam. What if... What if I put you put my DNA into you and all of a sudden, boom, it turns out when I turn 26, I'll be bald. You know, you don't want that, Pam. You don't know what's going to happen to me. Man, man. Okay, wait, you guys want to see me do... You know, I'm an Asian comic, so I got to do this. Here's an impression of my father. Here's an impression of my father, accent and everything. Okay, impression of my father. Okay. Hey, guys, my dad's from Maryland. What? What? Yeah, because it turns out people could move to America before 1997. But it's okay, guys. I tricked you right there. But here, let me do an impression of my mother, okay? My mother was born and raised in India. She's from Pune. So here's an impression of my mother, accent and everything, okay? My mom's been dead for quite some time. Uh, uh, I, uh... Fuck it. No, I'm kidding, Cole. Man, you want to fuck... Nah, Cole. I honestly would probably lose a fight to every single person in this room. Um... Uh, I mean, I, maybe I could out. Yeah, that's why I said it, Serrani. Man, fucking god. Okay, wait. I wanted to. This is a topical joke, so I'll probably never do it again. But I actually really do want to do it. Here's my impression of Donald Trump reacting to Meryl Streep's speech. Okay, Donald Trump, who's gonna be president in ten days, watching the least important awards show for some reason. Okay, this is my impression of him reacting to the tweet. <laughs> you guys get it? Because that's how he mocked the disabled person. By the way, if you're ever in an argument with a Donald Trump supporter on the internet, just post that gif at some point. It's it's funny that it exists. I'm really I'm I'm not looking forward, but like it's gonna be some fucking savage tweets for the next four years, you know? This, this, Twitter beef's gonna Twitter beef's gonna be fucking incredible. Anyways, I uh, I think men brag about their dick sizes because it's the only part of their body they can easily lie about. Yeah, because like I'm like my Adam's apple is fucking huge. You can tell it's not, but like you don't know how big my dick is, fucking gigantic. Um, just in case anybody's wondering, like a fucking just a long hose snake. You heard that right, a hose snake, a snake made of hoses. You know what that fucking would look like? It'd be fucking ridiculous. My dick looks like a series of dicks interwoven to each other in the shape of a snake. 
I didn't write that down, and I should never say it again. I, uh, man bun sounds insecure, am I right? You're allowed, you know, okay. I don't get why people who are pro, why are you already holding the mic, man? Shh. Put it the fuck down. This set is going great. At the end, you're gonna be like, wow. I should comment a lot on that. I, uh, I, uh, I, I don't get why people who are pro-intelligent design are also anti-gay sex. Because, like, if you think God designed the whole body, why do you think he put the, made the prostate super sensitive and then put it in one place that is accessible only via the butt? Okay? And, old, like, you, you, if God's giving you a cheat code, it's because he wants you to use it. And women's <laughs> tiny slender fingers ain't going to fucking cut it. You need a battering ram that can only be given to you via dick made of hoses of snakes. <laughs> Oh, shit, you guys see that callback? Completely useless, though. Completely useless, because I'm never going to say that, um, that, that snake hose dick thing again. So, uh, so my mom died when I was young. I already put that. My, uh, my, uh, my, sta I, my dad remarried, so, you know, don't worry about me. Uh, my mom, you know, my stepmom was a bit of an oddity. You know, sometimes she'd just start slurring her words and get really bad at driving. Uh, turns out she was an alcoholic, so that's pretty sad. You know, my therapist, I was talking to my therapist, and he said when he was watching 9-11, his only thought was that, man, that's a really good plan. Because uh, uh, it is. It's fucking brilliant. It's like six guys, 31,000 casualties. That's insane. And finally, I was watching a headliner. Yeah. My therapist is a fucking awesome dude. My, uh, I was watching a headliner do comedy, and his, his, his 45 minutes, a lot of it was like, man, gay people, they fuck a lot, they suck each other's dicks in Starbucks bathrooms, man, and he talked about dicks a lot, and then about 30 minutes into his set, he was like, you guys ever, f I feel like every single, every single gay person I see is just super attractive, <laughs> and I laughed really hard, and no one else did, and that's the end of my set. Never gonna say those words again. And I'm like, no, keep that image, keep that silly, stupid line. It was hilarious. Dick made of hoses or hose tick. Dick made of hoses. The imagery. It plays. Yeah, I think you're natural already, but that had me rolling. Do not get rid of that. Keep it. Okay. Hold it. Cherish it. Yeah. See. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, if I, yeah, that's like, it's, it's something, it, it's like when I get, so when I'm like doing my set material, I don't normally get on like that, this kind of like an aggressive, violent role that I kind of got into, but yeah, that's a good point. It's something to put in my pocket if I'm just going out crazy. That's a good advice. I'll see that. I'll try it out. It, it couples this bad, and it followed up the battering ram. Yeah. Line. We're following up on the prostate really well too. I, that section I really enjoyed. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, no. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I second the emotion. One, like one of the best things that you do is your hyperbola, where you take something and you just take it so exaggerated and so completely out of out of proportion, and then you go on straight faced with straight stuff. And I, I think the con it's a it's change up, you know. And it's it's, but I I don't think it's just a particular line, but that whole thing. The time that you talked about your mother being ugly. He went on for three minutes about your mother being ugly. You know, that was fun. yeah, right.
It's um, fun. To, it's fun to just whimsically yeah. exaggerate. Yeah. Right, thanks, Paul. Have you delivered the bit about or made made the observation by your therapist in the past as well? No. I mean, he said something he said last week. And Keep it. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, to piggyback on that, that joke's fucking hilarious. And it'd be funny to, like, have almost like a like a part of your set where it's like, this week my therapist thought this about this, and it's always, like, really fucked up shit because he spits the truth. It's the fucking... It's like Bill Hicks, but, like, nice... Oh yeah, next up, he's been feeling a lot better about himself lately, it's Madison D. Ever since the sex change, it's going really well. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. Oh, so last year my New Year's resolution was to have the misplaced confidence of a white dude. Uh, let me tell you, it was amazing. People believe anything you say if you say it with confidence. Paul Bunyan was the first man on the moon. This candy has negative calories. I have no other ideas for that. Um, <laughs> But, like, I don't want to, like, discount white girl privilege, let's, to be honest. Like, there are some ups to it. Like, if I look sad for, like, 30 seconds or so, someone will come over and help me, pretty much no matter what, even if I don't want help. Um, and while I have 15 verbal warnings, I don't have any speeding tickets. Thank you very much. <laughs> I promised myself that when I uh, turned 25, I would stop crying when I got pulled over. But I really couldn't think of another method, so I just stopped driving. It's easier. Also, I have 13 verbal warnings. You're welcome. I'm no longer on the road. Um, you know who could really use a white girl, though? ISIS. Think about it. <laughs> Pamela. Um, yeah, I mean, hand me a clipboard and, like, a button-up shirt. I could kidnap a whole school bus of children just by being like, oh, the address changed. We're taking them here now. And then we would have a bus full of children to do strap bombs to or something. It gets dark here. <laughs> That's the only problem with this. Um, I recently had the revelation that um, hamburger buns are a lot like marriage. So, <laughs> yeah. You start out separate, like, you know, in the factory when they're being made. Because, like, you don't want to be made with your future partner, think about it. And then eventually you come together and you're really, really close and you're really tight and you have friends and you're in the, the box together. <laughs> and then um, you have children and like all this meat and tomatoes and lettuce that like comes between you, but like you gotta hold it together for the inside stuff. Um, and then eventually you get eaten and just ground down into literal feces. Something's there. I don't like marriage. Um, <laughs> oh, this is just sad. The guy I'm currently seeing just got like super baby crazy. Like he went home over the holidays and like played with his nieces a lot. And like it's all he can talk about. And like that's not where I am in my life. So I know it's over. 
but it makes me sad and it, like because I just wonder you know like I could go this other totally different route and then I realized that like you have to wonder that's what life is just lots of wondering it's like a choose your own adventure book you know but I fucking hated those books I used to mark where each choice was so I could go back and see how it would have gone if I made the other choice thanks Oh, yeah, but I don't have any jokes left. It seemed like a good place to end. All right, time for feedback. Oh, um, maybe it's just me as a white girl. I do like the white girl privilege. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you have a different kind of white girl privilege than I might. Like, I would, I like the unassuming, like, I can do things for ISIS, or just, you could just do anything sketchy, um, and I don't know, I think it'd be interesting if it was, like, you know, just, I don't know, because it's, like, a white girl privilege, and also, like, an innocent, like, I'm never doing anything wrong privilege, so I think, I think you could... Grew up in Minnesota. Yeah, um, I don't know, like, giant eyes, like, I don't know, it's a thing. Um, I don't know, I just think, like, you could, you could do more, like, sketchy stuff without immediately going to, like... Um, putting bombs on children. Not that I'm like anti that. <laughs> Thanks. I actually think that, that uh, with that, take it dark. Well, no, I, I think you can take it dark, but I think there's places to go between nothing and bombs on children. You go beyond bombs on children next. Just no, I'm like, <laughs> I, I like that. I also like your juxtaposition in the beginning between a very nervous, shaky persona and I have misplaced confidence of a white dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that if that was deliberate. <laughs> it's not deliberate. Oh, but yeah. I was thinking you might want to switch it, perhaps, and try like, yeah, bro, <laughs> super confident. Yeah, skills that would be good. That would be better. <laughs> but I was like, you know, that there's some novelty to that. Then, um, the I really like the idea with regards to well, let's start with choose your own adventure. Uh, you could almost make it a case that life is worse than those books, and that you don't have that option. Oh you're yeah. Fucked. No, like you, like yeah, in life, no, you're like fucked you're just, with that you can option. Never know. And you know, why doesn't it just end now? Like, yeah. no, you don't have to go there. But you, you know what I'm saying? No, I like that. <laughs> and then there's the. I liked when the Choose Your Own Adventure books like ended in death because then I was like, okay, I can go back to the last decision. I haven't like That's forgotten where it was. Really funny. Okay. That alone, like, I'm glad we're dead, so we can. People <laughs> will laugh at that. And then there's the marriage metaphor with the buns. Like we thought, I think we all thought, oh, yeah, something's gonna get between you. But the way you talked about it, you could do that. You could even take it from not children, but like something newer, fresher. Something else gets between the two of you. So it doesn't have to always be kids, but it could be an affair. Yeah, but like, so I like kids because it like it gets between them, but it's also holding them, them together. together. Like you know, you gotta stick around. And they want to the other separate, the but they have no choice. You gotta stay together yeah. for the fucking tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes and the corned beef. That's pretty good, yeah. And then, and then we end up, and at the end of the day, we just become shit. And that's all it is there is to life. Those are really good Thanks. ideas, yeah. Thanks. All right, ready for your next comic? He is Japanese, he's adorable, he's Ken Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> 22 inch down. Only half. So I have a lot of that misplaced confidence as well. 
Yeah, uh, shoot. I gave all this feedback. Now I'm like, okay, now I better come with some fire. So the pullout method, or as I call it, target practice. Pretty high risk. It's risky. It's like a stickier game of Russian roulette, you know? <sighs> Not from around here, from the Midwest. Second year in California, and I gotta say, I'm beginning to really miss the snow. I am. Two years, nothing. This past Christmas was my second one without it. No white Christmas. Closest thing I've ever received to white Christmas in California has been a bukkake. Or bukkake. I mean, if you want to pronounce it pretentiously. Just close your eyes and pretend you're catching snowflakes on the tongue. The bukkake, or as I call it, the Japanese mass shooting. That's what it translates to, guys. Really, that's what it translates to, mass shooting. Very hard to explain to them when it happens here. I think you know you're a freak uh, when your sex life begins to get reminiscent of U.S. foreign policy. I've just started referring my I've just started referring to my orgasms as drone strikes now. It's coming unannounced and destroying innocent families. But I've had a, and I've had a lot of freaky experiences in my day. But it wasn't until I moved to San Francisco, where I had one that would top the mall. I met a girl. I met, I met a woman that wanted to fuck me with a gun in my mouth. Fellas, you ever been fucked with a gun in your mouth? I was like, talk about performing under pressure. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am really reconsidering my support of the Second Amendment right now. All this time, I could only think one thing. I wonder which one of us is gonna shoot first. Currently involved in a polyamorous relationship right now. Yeah, I am. Turns out I'm dating her and all of her issues. Some of you new couples in this audience, if there were an audience, uh, will also will find out that you're also in polyamorous relationships. You just won't find out till after the first six months to a year. Pretty judgy guy when it comes to people I want to fuck. I am I'm very judgy. I pick them apart. But I'll tell you which part of the body I judge the most. The brain. It's right. I like I'm smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they have a plan. Game of getting off just like chess, folks. You gotta think through three moves ahead. You gotta think three moves ahead. No, it's like chess with much more slippery pieces, is what it is. Found out something recently, too. Sheep. Found out that sheep, did you know this, have the most amazing facial recognition of all the animals they do. And it makes sense to me, I found out, because sheep can tell each other apart, and sheep look more like each other than even Asian people. And that is saying something. That is saying, that is impressive. All right, thanks, guys. So, a lot of these jokes I've said in the past, but I only had two new ones. I thought I had a, I thought I had a couple tags, and that was it. There was the Bukaka joke about tongue and... The gun joke, I think you should... Is this on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the gun joke. I've been coming back to uh, for almost a year now. I think maybe you should talk about um, blanks, how she might be shooting blanks.
Yeah, I was thinking about um, the giving head part of it, mm -hmm. how you compare it to chess. Mm -hmm. um, you could extend that, keep going with other board games. Like, although I kind of wish it was like Hunger, Hunger, Hippos. You know, just keep going with it and describing it. That's a good one. Um, because I think the more graphic and detailed you get with the chess analogy and then continue to just expand upon it, I think uh, you'll keep the audience going there. Um, I agree with the blanks comment or like something about how you like, even if she's shooting blanks, it still might kill you. Or like mention that it's loaded. Also, at first I didn't understand like how it worked like I thought she I thought she yeah that's I thought she was fucking you and then I was just picturing someone shoving a gun in and out of your mouth like this yeah then fucking then her fucking you with a gun in the mouth so I don't know the image I have in my head is like I'm on the ground like I'm here I'm like yeah, but when you say like she wanted to fuck me, I like figured there was a strap on involved, yeah. and then when you said with a gun, I was like, okay, so it's a gun. Right, so when people hear the word fucking, they they assume it's a dude with a penis. Well, like, you assume, assume it's the like more active really? person. So I maybe? can't be fucked, really. I mean, you, you could. It's there's, complicated. I don't know. With a vagina, I can't be fucked with a vagina. I'd have to be fucked with a I, penetration object. I don't know. She wanted to complex. I, look, I don't I've know. I always looked at fucking as a two. What? I mean, that's that's what both of us thought, okay. you know. Um, and I thought I had another point, but apparently I forgot it because you're just asking about fucking too much. I don't know. Distracted. <laughs> but uh, both the girls thought you were getting fucked with a strap on, so. And then just with a gun. Um, oh, I think there's something about, like, maybe she'll shoot it if you, like, don't do a good enough job or something. <laughs> um, I liked the beginning of your brain joke, but I thought you could go in a different direction, like picking the brain apart to eat it. Like, I only like this one texture or this particular color. Something creepy like that. Oh, thank you. Yes, I would. I would eat someone's brain? No, you would do that Just joke. Oh, just you would do that Perhaps. Uh, question. So I added the tag. Just uh, close your eyes and pretend you're, sno you're catching snowflakes on your tongue. I like that. That's I hate that one. I felt grossed out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I felt saying it? All right. <laughs> oh, that was the one thing about that joke, which was you mentioned target practice. Oh, that I, was I, the Russian. That was the pull-out method joke. Pull-out method joke. Yeah. Um, I think you could keep going with that imagery on target practice and just keep going with a couple of gross out tags. That would be pretty good. Okay. Thank you. Oh yeah. Give a warm welcome to your next comic. He reads poems to the elderly. It's Cole S. Sexton. I don't do it. I don't like the elderly. I hope to die when I'm 45. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's coming up. It's coming up, Jordan. You, our birthday is around the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. So you should know I should be dead around then. You'll think about me in March 2040, whatever. And it's like, damn, he's dead. All right. <laughs> 
No, man. Oh, yeah. Joke workshop. Now, I don't really workshop stuff. I just, you know, get up on stage and see what works. But, uh, you know, uh, let's try it, right? So, uh, I pay my bill online with Verizon, my phone bill, because I can't stand talking to another human being. I'd rather talk to an automated system. But the thing is, the AI systems are getting a little bit too smart for my taste. Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, the, the bill pay uh, AI is a, I think is becoming sentient and has become an angry black woman uh, I tried asking uh, for a little bit more time to pay my bill you know like post dating an e-check or something like that and then you know it told me no and I was like excuse me no you can't do it and I was like I'm sorry am I, I, I thought I was talking to a machine no you talking to Vatanta now baby I, I I just I was I was a little befuddled by that. Um, I didn't know whether to call in to like Verizon to like say like I was just accosted. Uh, can we get the name? It went by Vatanta. I'm sorry, so you said it? Yes, the automatic bill pay machine went by Vatanta. Uh, can you please do something about that? Uh, as the uh, host said uh, before, he put out that uh, that that false uh, that falsity about me, that fabric <laughs> that that fabrication. Uh, my name is Cole S. Sexton. Um, you know, it's a very commonplace, very Anglo name. Uh, actually, it's two last names. All right, uh, Cole and Sexton. They're two last names, and you know, every time I get stopped by the cops, they always try to like. Et- make it ethnic you know it's always an ethnic thing it's like oh uh lacole no cole jacole nah ron cole no it's just cole cole sexton you know and you know what my name obviously my uh the guy who owned my ancestor uh was very into some freaky shit Obviously, the name Sexton uh, means to be a undertaker. All right. Uh, it's also an instrument used to measure the stars. But I think this guy was like uh, killing the slaves and fucking them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he could have been a necrophiliac for all I know. And now I have his name. And, you know, names like this, it's like, you know, a black person should never say, don't call me Mr. Johnson. That was my father's name. You know, white people do that all the time. Could you imagine 1865, the Emancipation Proclamation, some black guy just got freed and said, please, don't call me Mr. Thompson. That was my master's name. Yeah, you know, that usually hits with like black rooms. You know, I think, you know, the white guilt hasn't really set in on that one yet. But it's cool, though. It's all good. You know, people, I'm a blurred comic. People want me to keep it real and stay hood. Now, I don't do that shit, man. I don't do that shit. I like clear, concise thinking. You know, I uh, did IT repair for uh, my neighbors one time. Uh, My neighbors were dope dealers. Here's how much these guys are out in the block. They were out in the block so much that they got picked up on Google Maps. All right. You have to be out a lot on the block to get picked out by Google Maps. And one day they thought that I snitched on them to the police. They came up to me as like, Cole, bring your bitch ass outside, nigga. Like we about to tap that ass. And I'm like, whoa, I'm no urban dictionary enthusiast, but I think that means you want to have intercourse. I'm not down with that. They were like, shut your bitch ass up. 
then they went on to tell me it's like you know you about to get molly whopped out here in these streets all right we about to beat your dub ass down they're like what are you doing looking at your phone like look at us when we talk to you and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm on my phone because I am now on Urban Dictionary to see what dub and mollywop mean. I did get a definition of dub one time. My brother down south called me a dub. Dub is actually a, a term used by uh, bloods uh, to say that someone's lame. Uh, we were going to the club. I don't like clubs because I don't like people and I don't like contact with people. And I was in very close proximity with people. I almost had a nervous breakdown. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, he said, Cole, we're going to get in here. Don't be your usual dub self. I'm like, okay, don't be a lame. All right. We get in the club. He's like, damn, look at that bitch. She's dub. And I'm like, oh, she's lame? He's like, nah, man. She's a 20 instead of a 10. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, damn, look at that bitch. She's a dub. And I was like, oh, she's a 22. No, she's just some dumb, ugly bitch. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Bye. Does he want comments? Stay up there. Don't you want comments? No? He's good. I don't think you need to elaborate after Vedanta now. I don't think you have to talk about calling IT about that. Because the laugh came after you got sassed at by the automated voice. Yeah, I don't think you, after people laugh, I think you can just let it rest. The whole thing about complaining, calling HR, I don't know if that's necessary. Get up here and then Kim be the only one to say something. Okay, you see, now I knew I was going to invite something. Go ahead. <laughs> wow, I'm really excited that I'm that scary looking. No, I was going to say I really like the Urban Dictionary joke. And yeah. I was thinking you could do something. Like, you kind of did it at the end with the dub. But talking about, like, the context. Be like, well, like, did you mean it in this context or this context? Ah, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's it. Sorry. No, nothing mean. No, no, no. It's cool. I mean, it could be mean. I can be heckled for all I care. Well, the reason that uh, Master Joke works in the black room is because black people aren't funny, Cole. <laughs> oh, womp womp. You were trying to be funny? Joe, college professor looking ass. That <laughs> With that cardigan that you're wearing right now. And uncross your leg, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, this is the hardest Cole has ever spoken to me. No, I like it. I'm gonna, like, no, it's, it's, gotten gotten pretty, it's, gotten, it's gotten pretty hard in the car. No, <laughs> not like that. Not like that. <laughs> Any other critiques or criticisms or something? Beanie Cap, you're laughing. Go ahead. The dub. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You'll probably call someone the dub. Okay. Just call him. Yeah, just call him. No, no. Yeah. Then, then, then it's a, that'd be a, yeah, that, that'd be a back end. Oh, the 2010. Not, not a not a dumb ugly bitch. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, I respect your critique. So. Yeah, yours too. Thank you. <laughs> and something from the comics. No, yeah, you never have anything to say. I think you're afraid of me. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> or racist. I don't know, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Cole. Great setup there. Uh, you, all right. You guys ready for your last comic? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, give it to the stage for Rachel Raphael. <laughs> Everyone's leaving me. Um, yeah. Yay. I mean, you're very excited, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, uh, let's just pretend we all asked how I was doing. I'm living a dream. Uh, it's not my dream. It's the dream of a, like, a socially awkward 19-year-old boy circa 2009. That's the dream I'm living. Um, because... I live alone, Um, I haven't decorated or completely unpacked, even though I moved in a year ago, and someone gave me a bunch of video games from five years ago, so there's a lot of like, like masturbating and napping and ordering Chinese food and various levels of pants and then playing Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the PlayStation. And... You're listening to Mutiny Radio while you do it. Um, <laughs> and, like, there's also, there's always, there's a set of boobs around to play with whenever you want. Now it's my boobs, and I'm not really into that, and I've had them for a while. But I feel like a socially awkward 19-year-old boy would love this setup. Um, not sure how healthy it is for a 30-year-old woman, but, you know... Uh, oh, and I've also learned it's not only the dream of a 19-year-old boy, it's also the dream of, like, a nerdy 25-year-old girl. So, because um, a few of them have come up to me and been like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I live alone now, but, I, but for about five years I lived with five other people, and I was master tenant, and it's still weighing on my soul Um, because there are some responsibilities I wasn't prepared for, and the main one I wasn't prepared for was um, having to listen to someone's homophobia. I didn't know that was involved in living in a giant pink apartment and being a master tenant, Um, but we were going to have a gay guy move in, so this guy from... Modesto or Fresno, I don't know, someplace where there's like one Jewish family and one Chinese restaurant. That's where he's from. And then so he decided to walk through homophobia with me, which seems like I'm the right audience for that considering I've literally been in a, in a fantasy league for RuPaul's Drag Race. Seems like the best thing to do. Um, so... I got this question, which I honestly was never prepared for. I didn't know it was a question. I didn't know we were worried about it, about living with a gay guy. Rachel, what if he moves in and has a bunch of elaborate dinner parties? I didn't know we were worried about this. Like, if there's a dress code, I'm not going and then save me a plate. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, and I was like, are we, so are we just do, like doing like benign to like neutral stereotypes about people and just worrying about that? Like, I'm Jewish. So when I, if I'm moving in somewhere, so I'm going to be like, what if she saves us a bunch of money and knows a bunch of doctors? What are we going to do? I don't know. Um... And I guess I'll have to go through this one quickly, but the other question I got, which I was prepared, I knew was a question that existed, but I thought we were done asking people about it out loud, which was, 
Rachel, what if I hear gay sex? And it's like, well, if I could just not hear anyone in my apartment having sex, that sounds great. Like, I don't want to hear anyone having sex. But I, the compromise is you do it in your own room or you clean up enough that it looks like you've only done it in your room. That's the compromise. <laughs> um, but it's like, besides like, like from where, like, where the sound is coming from that you know like whose room it is and who's doing it, how do you know specifically how sex between two dudes sounds like? How does that sound so... Because di- I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I have a very deep voice. So if I bring a dude over and he has like a normal voice, is, is that not going to sound like gay sex? I don't know. Like once like two dudes start making out and like unbuttoning their pants, does a drag queen appear and a disco ball come down and there's like boas and then the drag queen just like, slay, get it, get it, do it. I don't know. And is that, like, an option I can get on my own sex life? Like, how many donations to GLAAD where you've reached that level? I don't know. Um, but, but I've been thinking about doing some science experiments about it. So here's my question. Let's say I bring two dudes over to my room, and they're fucking, but they're weirdly in a silent movie, I'm watching, but I'm making a lot of noise. We're all wearing top hats. Is it gay sex and can you hear it? I guess, do I just stay up here now? I don't know. All right. Okay. I thought, no, I heard the horn. Oh, you want to hear more shit? Okay. All right, so, um, you guys might have noticed that I'm Jewish. I'm actually 118% Jewish. Um, you did, uh, because Pam always talks about it, even when I'm not there. (laughs) Um, 18, because 18 is the magical Jewish number. Google it. I didn't make that up. Actually, um, my dad's a rabbi, and I thought he'd be offended by, like, all the various jokes I've been doing about Judaism. He's not, and I have not figured out if it's, like, because he's so cool or because he's just used to all his kids being assholes at this point. Um... But they seem fine with it. Um, but I think they're just like, well, whatever. You're you're not yelling at us, so we're good. <laughs> I have, you know, so like we know about Hanukkah that just happened. Um, has anyone noticed how the Jewish calendar, how like Jewish holidays never seem to happen at the same time? Has anyone been confused by that? Yeah, we're fucking with you. The thing is, we're fucking with you. There's actually a real explanation, but I don't give a shit anymore. So now I'm just going with, we're fucking with you. Also, it's not like we as Jews specifically know when it is. We've just Googled it before you guys have. Like, it's not that. It's just at some point someone Googles it or we're given a calendar that tells us when it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, does anyone know? So, anyone, like, you know, there's, there's Purim. I, that, if that sounded like the word porn, it's not. It's P-U-R-I-M. That's a holiday. Uh, there's Passover. There's, um, let's see, let's see about some of these other holidays you might know about, um, Tu Bishvat, uh, Sukkot, uh, Hakshivu, Maccabia, Shamanana. How many of those are real? How many of those holidays did I just make up? One of those isn't even a Hebrew word. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Shamanana. Yes. Yes. My mom is so excited about the new Jewish holiday I've made up. She's literally told her friends. It's very weird. Yeah, that's v- fine. We need more puppet shows in our holidays? I don't know. Um, 
So when I come, when I came up here, I know you guys, you guys must have been thinking, I don't know, lots of things, um, but definitely this one. Uh, that's why you wanted me to stay up here because you were like, I, I, I thought this. I bet you she has the normal amount of ovaries. Bet you. Is that, is that not, maybe I don't understand people, is that not what, like, everyone thinks immediately? I think that about the male comics, too. Um, no, I actually have four, and every place I go, I like to strategically place two around the room just to see what happens before I'm there. It's very expensive. Um, no, I actually have half of one, because, uh, you know, why not? Um... Two years ago, my body said, like, I don't know, we're bored, there's nothing good on TV, uh, let's get giant benign ovarian tumors. Woo! How, like, how giant? Well, I'm gonna tell you, um, one was the size of a watermelon, and think a football-shaped watermelon, not a circular one. And the other was the size of a grapefruit, that was circular. <laughs> um, so I had that in my stomach at the same time, so I looked pregnant, so that's fun. Um... And once, like, I was finally told, like, it kind of looks like you're pregnant and here's why, because, like, you have shit in your stomach, uh, then, like, everything started making sense, like, the end of, like, Memento or something, and the end of, like, Memento, because I'm like, oh, now all the pieces fit together. That's why everyone on Muni kept, like, interrupting me playing Plants vs. Zombies to ask if I wanted to sit down. That's why that crackhead in Safeway asked me if I was pregnant. So, um... The thing is, I wish, like, I had, had had, like, more time, like, looking pregnant, but I wasn't busy, like, thinking about my mortality to pull a lot of pranks. And so, um, here are some pranks you can pull if you look pregnant, but you aren't. Some of these you could probably do when you're pregnant, but, um, you know, it's, don't blame me, because it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> number one, I would drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette in a hot tub. And that is a potluck situation. So anything that pregnant ladies aren't allowed to be near, quaaludes, mercury, shellfish, any of it, you bring it over to the pot, to, to the, the party. At some point I get five dudes to all put their arms out like this. I lay on them and then I shrug when someone takes a picture and the caption of that is, who knows? Um, I think there is a really uh, sincere karaoke set to do if you look pregnant where you're drinking brown liquor so they cannot think it's water and it's just Papa Don't Preach three times but really seriously. Um, I think I would bring a male friend to Safeway and stage a really awkward fight just in the middle of the aisles but look, I mean this is San Francisco um, I'm an ally I support LGBT rights I would bring um, a female, probably Pam, to Whole Foods, and we would stage an awkward fight there, and Pam has informed me it would be about organic cat food, and I believe her. <laughs> and then lastly, um, the last prank is I would just go to like a TJ Ross or like a Ma TJ Maxx. TJ Ross is not a real place, but I would go there and um, just looking real, like, really happy, sundressed, looking in an ice cream cone, and just casually buy all the wire hangers. Okay. Am I done now? Can I? Yeah? <laughs> Rachel Raphael, everyone. She doesn't get comments. We don't have time. No, she's perfect. She was perfect. All you can do is clap wildly because that was an amazing, and you did 11 minutes, everybody. That was Rachel Raphael. Ay, 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 ay. 
No, you did an 11 minute set. That was awesome. Hey, everybody. Uh, that's the end of Joke Workshop. We're going to take a break because uh, the people have been training here, in here, uh, Dan Shively and Trish Pandia, they are tired. They need to maybe smoke a cigarette or maybe some weed. And then we're going to come back with more open mic. If you were on this open mic, you can sign up again. We don't give a fuck, yo. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. Stick around. We're going to be back. Thanks for listening to the Joke Workshop and being here. Bye. and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but